right, uh, good evening, everyone. All right, so we're going to get back into uh, uh, kingdom leaders here. Uh, just um, and again, this is covering so many aspects of our lives as. Uh, whether it's ministry, whether it's work, employment, families, uh, good friends, uh, leadership covers every uh, point of our life. We gave you a couple of scriptures last week. Jeremiah one five says, "I knew you before you was in your mother's womb." So I, you know, I ordained or set you apart, a prophet. So Jeremiah was a prophet before he became a prophet. Um, we'll get into that a little later how that all plays out. Uh, and then uh, 1 Corinthians twelve eighteen says, God set the members in the body as it pleases him. And so here we understand that God ordains us and set us apart, and then he takes what he's ordained or what he's customized, what he created, what he's designed, and he places it strategically in the earth realm um, for the individual to get what they need, but also as they grow, individ- uh, the the people to get the impact from that. So me and my wife was having a conversation today. I thought it was interesting, and we were just talking about how a man finds a wife and obtains favor of the Lord. And we were just talking about how how again it's a it's a combination, it's a package deal. So you know, like so, I can't be who I'm supposed to be without her. She can't be who she's supposed to be without me. But a lot of times how God plays it out is the reason why you obtain, if you do it right, if you, now again, it says finds a wife. So we think when we found a woman, we found a wife. But when you find a woman, you're not necessarily finding a wife. You got to keep digging. You know, you've discovered the vessel that the wife is located in, but you got to keep on digging and get through the layers of pain, get through the layers of brokenness, the layers of hurt, sometimes the layers of pride and arrogancy. Um, sometimes the, the, uh, the insecurities, you know, but you but you got to dig deep to discover that wife. Now, when you finally find the wife, you obtain the favor of the Lord, right? <laughs> now, the thing is, and so me and her was talking about, so that wife has to be in position. She has to be in position. So let's say if the wife is uh, not in position, not, not obedient, not doing what she's supposed to do. That would be like the man is a farmer and the wife is the farmland. So he, so the farmland is constantly moving around. <laughs> So, so one, one, he can't discover it. Number two, he can't nurture it. So let's say if the farmland, he finds it. So the wife actually finally slows down. Don't get caught up and keeping up. Don't get tempted. Don't get distracted. And they, so he finally finds her, right? It might be my wife now. No, <laughs> right? So he finally finds, but then, uh, then, so he comes out in the morning and he and he's he's what he's trying to nurture he's trying to plant impart into that land right and then he's trying to water what he part because just he putting the seed in ain't enough the impartation is not enough it has to be water but let's say he shows up the next morning and the land unmoved <laughs> then got out of position right well then he he can't give the land what it needs right okay let's say he comes out the next morning and it's hard it's real hard. Well, he can't get anything in. It's bouncing off like bullets off a of Superman. So we're just talking about how, um, but, but, but let's say that plant stays locked in, stays in position, opens up, receives, gets the impartial, takes on the watering. Well, they produce a harvest 
that impacts the, man, the, the farmer's life, right? The farmer is, get, gets fame from all over. Uh, uh, that's, that's old man Bradley. Yeah, yeah, man. They, they rolling, man. They got all this property and land and crops and stuff like that. They just purchased another 700 acres over such and such. But how was he able to do that? Because of the land that produces the harvest, right? Because that gave him favor that he didn't have before, right? So it's, it's a combination of you need both, right? I just thought I'd slip that in there, and I'm sure that'll chime into what we're going to talk about here coming up. Oh, God set the members in the body as it pleases him. I knew he was talking about that. All right, so let's let's get into today's lesson, and we're going to start off with a major as asset for uh, leadership. It's something really, really, really important, extremely, extremely important. Um, sometimes hard to find, but it's, oh my, listen, if you're going to be a leader, a great man, you're going to need this. You're going to really, really need this. Humility. And this is, this is the interesting thing about, as a leader, humility is not measured by the tasks you perform. So a lot of times we, we, we think everything is measured. You know how sometimes we can do things and they, they have a humility undertone to them. You know, we can go out here today and, and, and feed everybody on the block, right? So, so, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. All right. was, catch them, we'll catch them next go-around. <laughs> catch them round two. All right, so you know how you can go out and feed everybody on the block. Now, in our culture, that's considered what? Oh, that's a good deed. Man, that's so humble. But, but that performance... And that deed that is considered benevolent does not mean you're humble, right? It's, your humility is measured by how you perform the task, the heart or the motive behind it. It's how you perform it and the heart or motive behind it. A lot of people exploit people that are, can't do for themselves under the guise of, look at me, I'm humble. <laughs> or almost like playing, playing penance. Yeah, but what's the heart behind it and what's the motive behind it? Right, that determines the humility, and then and then then another piece is uh, to be willing and obedient. Isaiah one nineteen: If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So, see, that's the same thing. It's still talking about motive here, because there's people that will do things that they're asked to do, but their their heart of hearts they're not they're not willing to do it. They have a they're doing it reluctantly or begrudgingly. You know, it's, it's, there's a level of resistance on the inside. And, and what's so tough about when your heart is not right when you do something, you may be performing the right task the wrong way. See, because God is, when God called, okay, so God planted a heart, and every time he requests a demand on that heart, he wants the heart. He doesn't just want the shell. He wants the whole deal. So if you don't include your heart, and some people don't include their heart because they've never been acquainted with their heart. They've never learned how to release their heart. They've been so, they have all these different layers on top of their heart. You know, the front, the coolness, the style, the props, uh, the edge, the anger, you know, the resentment. They got all these different layers, the envy, the jealousy on, on their heart. So anytime they're requested to do something, all these other representatives show up before their heart does. And some people have been so far away from their heart, they've never used it. That affects us as leaders. People don't follow your head. They follow your heart. 
All right? They follow your heart. People follow. Listen, if your heart's right, you don't even have to ask people to do stuff. They be going out their way trying to do for you. As a leader, I was talking to a, a coach. He has this great program. They got like 32 teams um, in another state. So we were talking today. We were just talking about how we used to all play together and how we were all connected. But we had a heart to win, and, and we won all the time. But there was a lot of guys around us. One of them was playing in a, in a situation. And he said, man, he said, Keith, it hasn't changed. He said, this, you know, this particular person has never won. So you would think he would offer his heart to people that are winners, right? You know, so, so, so we'll get into that. So willing and obedient. And, and let's go to second. Corinthians 9. So this is a scripture and it's, it's definitely about sowing and reaping and how, you know, uh, when you do give, you should give out of love. You know, even if you give tithes and offering, it shouldn't be out of obligation. It should be because I love God. Right? You know, it shouldn't be because out of, uh, it's a phrase we, we've been using around here probably since the dance studio. Don't give out of enticement. Right? So don't, don't let nobody, hey, hey, if you love the Lord, you be giving. You know, now people giving because you just pressured them like, oh, well, I got to prove I love the Lord. No, 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 no. It should be because you love the Lord, not because someone um, enticed you. That's, that's the old line. You know, I know all the lines, the, the preacher lines. All right, so let's go to, I told you, Second Corinthians. I didn't say six, but that's where we're going. I, I didn't say six, but that's where we're going. We got to give him props. He, he right. He right. He right. He reading the Bible. <laughs> all right so it says but this i say he would sow with sparingly shall reap also sparingly now again sowing is also giving but so 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 for our purposes today we're talking about leadership we're talking about giving all right we're going to highlight on just giving pure all right it says and he would sow if bountifully shall reap bountifully so if i'm if i'm before I become a leader, if I'm faithful in another man's and I'm giving of myself uh, bountifully, that means there's no limit in how much I can do to make whatever your purpose and vision happen. If I'm on your team with teammates and you're the leader, hey, hey, whatever, whatever I can do to help us to win. If I'm your assistant coach, whatever I can do to help us to win, hey, hey, I'm just out here. So, but there's no limit. It's like, oh, no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. No, it's, 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 it's. It's not sparingly. It's not, I can spare this, but you're stretching me, bro. You're stretching me. You want me to be here an extra day? Ten more minutes? Ah, oh, man, it's stretching me. That's sparingly, right? There's a limit in how much you're willing to give. When you reach your level of convenience, you're normally going to choke, okay? All right, so let's go with, I wanted to emphasize here verse 7. It says, every man according, look at this, as he purpose. I'm just going to say purpose for right now. In what? In his heart. So let him give. Not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves the cheerful giver. So now, 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 oh, oh, so now as I operate in whatever comes out of me, if it's coming from my heart, then it won't be begrudgingly out of necessity. Because begrudgingly, I got to think about, I got I to gotta calculate, do this person deserve it? Out of necessity, I got to calculate, do I owe them? You know, am I obligated? But if it's from my heart, it's as unto the Lord. You know, uh, Colossians 3, 24, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, right? 
I so 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 here we have all this is humility, willing and obedient. It's from the heart. It's not uh it's not for show, it's not out of obligation. See, because out of obligation under pressure, you're gonna you you're gonna be mad, choke, or be irritable. So as a, as as leaders, uh Pastor Mel and I. So if we lead the church, if it's not from our heart, then after we reach the first hour of the counseling session, which was scheduled for an hour, right, then it'd be like, oh, Lord, 61 minutes we up in here. 61 minutes. Like we ain't got nothing else to do. Oh, oh, Lord, oh, I know they ain't 75 minutes. Bang, bang, bang. It's 75 minutes. 75 minutes we have 75 minutes you know what time it is right but no we don't think like that because we're here to serve so however long it takes it could take 10 hours we're good but the interesting thing is people come to church like that they go oh no pastor it's not going over <laughs> oh oh no 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 somebody need to marcus blink that blink that blink that uh clock back there just make it go off and on or something because we need to get up out of here See, because now when I come to hear from God, God has a certain time frame in which I'm locked in and I'm focused to what he has to say. Even though what God has to say is going to determine my promotion. Right? But I'm, but I'm going, well, my, my promotion better be, the information I need for my promotion better come within the 60 minutes. Because after 60 minutes, dude, I'm not here. I'm out. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to start making noise. I'm going to do all types of stuff. I'm going to act like I'm asleep. Maybe that intimidates you. Right? So the same thing as a leader, especially if you cross over to different levels of leaders, you, you're, you're, your thing is to, to, to love people. And, 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 and John 15, 13, no, no greater love than this than a man has for his friend. He'll what? Lay down his life for his friend. So as a leader, you're laying down your life, giving the other person opportunity to become. It's all about them becoming, not about you shining. It's all about them becoming, okay? All right, so, so and, and, and this is, see, the scripture says, if you're faithful, another man, guys, will give you your own. So, so ah, this is great. So it's not just Pastor Keith and Matt, Pastor Mel have a church. They're pastoring. I'm going to be faithful in what they're doing as a pastor so I can, I can be a pastor. No, 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 no. I'm going to be faithful in what Trina's doing too. Because Trina, remember, we went Jeremiah 1, uh, I, I ordained you a prophet before you was in your mother's womb. So the, the gifting on your life, Z, was already God already had in before you was in your mother's womb. You, I'm not trying to skip, but, but you, you're evolving into that. So when we're serving you faithfully, we're serving you, we're faithful in another man's. We're faithful in what God's called you to do. So if God has set you aside to be a pastor, you are a pastor before you're a pastor. So we're serving you to elevate to what your purpose to do. And if we give all that we can to that, we're faithful in another man's, God will give us our own, whatever he's purposed us to do. So the way, we, it's not cheating, but it's going to seem like cheating when I tell you. So what we do is we go around making sure we give all of ourselves to what everybody's purpose to do. Guess what? So, so we're reaping a harvest. So when people are going around not giving all themselves, me and Pastor Mel be like, we can slide in right there, man. <laughs> they just cheated them. 
We can just slide in right there. We we uh, counseling a, a a family yesterday. They don't go to our church. Hey, we can slide in right there. <laughs> I met with somebody else for breakfast. That was yesterday. Man, it's all these days come all these days kind of rolling together. Yesterday is when I met with the person, but the person ain't a member. But guess what? Somebody didn't. Somebody wasn't faithful in what that person was called to do. You know, me and Pastor Mel. Slide in there. <laughs> no, no, no. We just, we just sliding in, being faithful in another man's, whatever they're called to do. See, so that's the frustrating thing when you got people that God has designed to give everything they can for you to become who you are, and you lock up, tighten up, and think you have all that you need. See, that's called spiritual atrophy. See, when I broke my kneecap, and uh, broke my patella, uh, so, so I woke up, I just woke up out of the surgery, and I never saw my knee. Till two weeks later, you have to go back for a follow-up appointment, and he took off the cast. I was like, what? There was staples all in it? Well, well, then I came back later, like when it was time to take the cast off, I looked at my leg. I said, will I ever walk again, let alone play again? You know why? My muscles weren't used no more. They weren't getting stable and stimulated. I wasn't placing a demand on them. See, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't placing expectations on them, and then they weren't meeting expectations. So they weren't exercised. They weren't challenged. I wasn't doing jump boxes. I wasn't doing nothing. I wasn't running, wasn't playing, sitting around. Well, this thing just stopped working. It atrophied. And that's what happens in our life when people are trying to impart stuff into us, challenge us, and we shut down. We're starting to atrophy. See, that's what we call, in our culture, a bum. Because, I mean, keep it real, it's not, it's not like the person is trying to be a bum. They just don't know. No, go out there and interview. Ain't no bum saying, man, when I grow up, man. I'm going to be on the street, man. I'm going to be on the street. I'm going to be dirty. I'm going to be dirty as I can be, man. People ain't going to want to talk to me. I'm going to be begging, man. Some people going to give me some money. Some people are not. No one plans that. But it's on the other side of the overconfident person that can't receive no more. Okay, all right. So the Lord told me to slip that. We talking about leadership, right? We good? Everybody good? Everybody here? All right. Nobody offended, right? Oh, okay, good. What you say? You ain't bummy. <laughs> uh, all right, so 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 now now think when you see leaders and leaders and and uh, Ms. Lamar said it's like the people pushing the world, the leaders of God pushing the world. But when you think about leaders or being out in front, right? See, see, this is a responsibility right here. Everybody's not allowed to be out in front. Like I, I know people, uh, man. Uh, just talking to I told you, talk to a coach, and guys like I'm a starter. This is guy. He's started. I mean, he he wants to start. Uh, hopefully, he won't hear this and won't realize what I'm talking about. I ain't say no names, but this is another state. Um, so, this is what I would tell players: You want to be a starter? You want to be a winner? Which one? I mean, help me out. Which one you want to do? Because you can be a starter and never be a winner. See, it's not about if you're up front. Are you in position? See, you prosper in your position. I know an usher, an usher, that somebody walked into the church and gave him a, a presidential Rolex. He was in position. He was ushering. No, no, this is a true story. 
You said so so is it are you in position? See everybody wants listen, everybody wants to head seat. I, uh, I learned this when I was working, when I first got hired at the, at the church I used to work at, uh, my job was PE. So they had just started the school, so it was kindergarten and first graders. So it eventually grew to like eighth grade or whatever. So, and I was used to working in corrections with, you know, adults or, you know, folk lifting 400 pounds ready to fight, you know. So I, I wasn't used to kid children so I didn't even know they asked me to do chapel. I didn't even know how, how I'm going to do chapel because you can't say, uh, turn your Bibles to such and such because kids, what? They can't read. So I had to be animated. I had to tell stories. I had to have fun with the kids. But this is what I learned when we did PE. If I said, okay, we lining up. Folk knocking folk down. Like, like, like I was like, whoa, 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 what are we doing? Every day, everybody wanted to be first. And the trip is, if somebody else was first, everybody crushed. They crushed. They, they, I don't, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, you good? What's, what's going on? <laughs> first. Well, you can be first tomorrow. I want to be first today. Everybody can't be first. See, there's a process. I'm talking about if the ball got loose somewhere, oh, get ready. We have to do waivers because somebody's getting hurt. Them kids, I know, because they got to be the person to get the ball and bring the ball back. Nobody else can do it. And, and the, the, the one kid, I'm going to say your last name, Williamson. I'm just picking with you. You're older now, right? But, man, he would not, listen, y'all know y'all, son. He was knocking down everybody. I tell the parents, said, now, yeah, I don't know what y'all doing at home, but you know your kid is a terror. He's like knocking down everybody, right? But the interesting thing is, it's funny because we talk about kids, but that's what's happening with adults now. If you can't be first, you hate. If you can't be first, you, 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 you sabotaging. If you can't be first, you giving up. So that's the only time I operate is if I'm first. But the scripture says the last shall be first. What you going to do now? Because we about to talk about promotion, so I just thought I slipped that in there. See, some of us have never, I'm going to tell you the value of it says the last shall be first, but let's look at the revelation of it. The revelation of it is this. When you have started from the beginning, at the bottom, behind the scenes, uh, on the bench, uh, uh, what, what, what was I in, in my, uh, was my freshman year? My freshman year, my, I think it was my freshman year in high school, I was the manager of the team. You know, I, I, they, they, I, I didn't make the team. Man, ain't nobody say water boy. <laughs> you see, you see, that's somebody need to be first all the time. Use the water boy. Use the water boy. <laughs> right, but let, let, let's just water boy. Pick it whatever you want to do. But that's what I did. I was the manager, so I watch, huh? Oh, I was faithful. I was sweet, cause I didn't realize the reality of I was being looked at either. But, but I didn't care. I like I needed to get somewhere near the team, cause I wanted to play. And I ain't care. Like, you talk about me now, but I wanted to play. So it's freshman year, sophomore year now, I learned the system, which I didn't know. I was, I was with foster parents, so I didn't know I was supposed to work out with the team before the team had tryouts. So when they said they had conditioning on the announce, the, the loudspeaker, I was like, oh, I'm already in condition. I didn't know conditioning was we work out. You know, they get to look and see who can do what. So when I, so I showed up nervous. Then the second year, I'm not nervous. 
I went to conditioning, but I made it to the last cut. Well, I would have made it to the last cut my freshman year if I did what I, you know, if I knew better. All right, so then, uh, you know, now I'm dealing with low self-esteem. So I leave the school. I know why I'm talking about this. I leave the school. Figure I go to another school, get a fresh start. Well, they've been playing together since they was in seventh grade. I wouldn't get nowhere near that team. So then I come back to the school on the team, but dealing with low self-esteem, I, I got into this fight, so I quit. See, extreme. If you either, either you the man or you quit, so I quit. Right? So the coach is going around asking people, hey, man, oh, where's Keith? I just didn't show up. So then I realized all the dumb mistakes I'm going to say, so I'm going to go to college, I'm just going to walk on to the team and play, which is what I did. You know, so, so whatever humility I had to deal with, you know. They kept waiting day after day after day. I was like, okay, you know, you guys really messed up my groove here. But I did what it took. I operated in what we talked about, humility, right? So you say it's not about looking good when it's humility. But I learned so much about basketball. I know so much about basketball because I wasn't thinking I was sweet. So I, I, I'm behind the scenes. I'm learning. I'm asking questions. They trying to tell me stuff. Tell me stuff they ain't telling the other guys because the other guys think they're sweet. So I just kept learning. See, you learn something. I was, at eight, I was at a church for 18 years. I learned so much. I learned a lot. So I'm, I was telling this to uh, somebody else I met with today. I was like, I said, one thing about me, I'm not looking over my shoulder. Uh, yes, I'm a secure guy, but I'm even more secure because I know how it goes. I'm not, I hope nobody don't discover I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not that guy. I'm not looking over my shoulder. I'm not trying to hide. I don't have to get defensive. You know why? Because I took my time. I embraced the humility. I had people that were under me. Uh, they, they would branch out, go start their own churches. We was in youth ministry together. I'm like, fine, that's what they're supposed to do. I'm going to learn what I need to learn. Humility, patience, right? Faith on another man's, right? And so, because remember we said God's promotion is facil facilitated through resurrection. And we talked about that last week. And we said uh, Pastor Mel and them did a great job with One Night with the King. In, the, in the, the tabernacle in the temple we had, they had the Ark of the Covenant. In the Ark of the Covenant, you had the tablets. You had the manna. Aaron's rod. And, and Aaron's rod represents promotion. See, because when they, when they was choosing rods, he says the one that resurrects, that buds and blossoms. Right, Pastor Mel, didn't you share that? B bud, blossom, and pr produce fruit, but it wasn't stuck in the ground. Okay, Pastor Mel, just studied the whole thing. Almonds, okay. Healthy stuff. <laughs> right? But this is my point. But that resurrection came from God. It wasn't from nothing man did. It wasn't because they, remember we talked about earlier, the, 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 the ground, wasn't putting it in the ground and watering it and stuff like that. No, it was, it was, it was the resurrection came from God. And that's God's, God just established how he does promotion. Through him resurrecting folk. Not, not through their own orchestration, but through his manifestation, his elevation, right? So, so, so and, and that's a, if you get a chance, you can read it for yourself in um, uh, number 17.5. In number 17. So man's promotion is a little different than God's. God's is through resurrection. Man's promotion is through hustle, posturing, and manipulation. Man's promotion is through hustling, posturing, and manipulation. And let me just share with you. The reason why you cheat yourself is because you hustled yourself there. You manipulated yourself. What? You postured. 
right? And the reason why you cheated yourself because you actually took something that you weren't given by God. And, and, and the reason why it, 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 it's, it's always temporary because remember we talked about the tapestry and we talked about the uh, being wo interwoven in? Remember we talked about that? Well, the contrary to that would be the thread that's trying to skip being interwoven in and just laying on the top. Skipping over all the things where he would be entwined. Remember, uh, we talked about the layered learning. Skipping the layers, right? And just cheating their way to a certain level. Well, under pressure, that person crumbles because they're, they're at a level that they didn't, God didn't put them there. It's just something that they wanted at, but not they were prepared for. That's the person that you, you, you walk up to the person, hey, you know, I was thinking about us doing this. We trying to say, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, no, I just was saying, I was giving a suggestion to my bad brother. I'll back up. You know, that's the person who's always, everything is breaking you down because they don't want you to discover what they don't know. But you wouldn't have to go through that if you just would allow yourself to be weaved through and allow God to resurrect you. The resurrected leader never looks back. So, so the resurrected leader don't just obtain. They obtain, they maintain, and they reproduce. The, the manipulative leader may obtain, but it'll be temporary. So, as soon as they're under pressure, what does the scripture says in, in Mark chapter 4? They endure but for a time. <laughs> right? Just but for a time, but when persecution and affliction arises, <laughs> that person gone, right? And so we don't want to be like that. We don't want to be like that. Scripture says promotion don't come from the east, uh, west, or south. It comes from above, right? And we know that's God. So this is what happens when you see false apostles, prophets, and leaders, right? These are people that have manipulated them way, their way into position um, but hasn't allowed see they didn't have enough patience see that's why I love uh, Joseph I love that dude man Joseph like because of the patience it took for him to eventually be prime minister I mean and, and, and it wasn't just waiting see, see waiting is already excruciating alright just keep let's on the real it's, it's, but imagine being under attack and waiting. So now so you're waiting and somebody sell you to slavery and you're a king's kid? So then you, you still stay locked in the guy. Uh, this is a test. This is just a test. Oh, I see you guy. You try to test me. I'm good. So then you rise to the top. See, I knew it was a test. You just brought me out here because you want me to be the man, right? So you rolling, you the man. Besides Potiphar, you the man. But then the wife tried to set you up, tried to get you to have sex, you turn it down. She claimed rape. You ain't raper. Right? You ran out, she took something of yours and said, look, where do you think I get this from? It ain't mine, it's Joseph's. Smell it. Right? So, <laughs> so, so now you're going to jail. You already been waiting. You got to, remember he had the dream. The whole thing started because he had a dream. God showed him. Everybody tripped on him first. Then they sent him to slavery. Now you locked up. Where does it look like you're going to be promoted? 
Where does it look like your dream? But see, the thing is, no matter what happens, no matter how it looks, no matter how, how many setbacks, see, the setbacks don't determine if you're going to get what God showed you in your dream. Your faith is what determines if you're going to get if you're going to get what God told you in your dream. So if the setbacks break your faith, the Satan desires to sift you as wheat. This is what Jesus said in Luke 22, but I pray that your faith fails not. So if it breaks down your faith, then you give up. So then you start taking bribes from the world. Well, I just take this little bit of pleasure because I'm probably not going to get my dream. Obstacles don't stop dreams. Amen. How you handle them determines. All right. You, you okay, sister? You, sister, you good? You good? Do we need a prayer cloth for you? <laughs> right? You need a prayer cloth? You good? You, you, all right. All right. So she felt it. All right. So, so, so you see what I'm saying? So Joseph kind of went through all that. And nobody was like, I know what God showed me. And he, the Bible says, hey, he was like, man, I'm not sinning against God. When a girl tried to tempt him in a, uh, a moment of pleasure. Oh, no, no. I, he didn't say, he said, I can't sin against heaven. He didn't say Potiphar. He didn't say her. He was like, I can't sin against heaven. Are you kidding me? This don't, this ain't, this messing up my groove, but I will not compromise my dream. Right? I'm supposed to be a leader. And I'm like, oh, 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 I'm supposed to be a leader. Ain't nothing stopping that. Bring it. That's Joseph. That's why I like Joseph. That's why I like David. That's why that David's great. Because he was being overlooked. Uh, and almost mocked. Dude. When you get some buff on you, then maybe you can join the army. When you get some flavor, maybe you can be up here with us. But right now, you need to bring us some biscuits. We'll let you bring the biscuits. Matter of fact, if you want to come and see how we roll, we'll bring some biscuits. That's it. And, and I tell you what, tell you what. Yeah, yeah, you might get a little promotion. You may get to play the harp before the king. But, dude, you ain't no soldier. You'll never be a soldier. Imagine you playing the harp. God showed you you're going to be a soldier. <laughs> Let alone you anointed to be the next king. But you ain't, uh, you ain't been to king's school, which was the army. You ain't, been you ain't been trained. You ain't had the berries and juices in your head like everybody else. You out there with, with sheep <laughs> being attacked by lions and bears. But look at what it look, look at how he believed. <laughs> All right, so good. Let's go to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2. See, 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 ah, see, belief. <laughs> belief. See, see, see. Don't tell me you believe. Show me. You see what I'm saying? Like, see, because we all talking. I got faith. I got faith. I, I was talking to somebody one day. They were telling me how, how I believe I got faith. I was like, really? I, then why aren't you doing what you need to do to prepare for the situation that you say you're believing for? Why you ain't getting ready then? If you believe. So, so, so I'll give you this little testimony. So, uh, so uh, even though I was pursuing basketball, professional basketball for the longest, when I got saved, when I really got saved, got started living for God, I really, uh, I studied like crazy. I should have brought my Bible, but I left it at home. I studied that Bible, studied the Bible. Matter of fact, if I give any one of y'all that Bible, you can preach anything out of it. There's so many notes in that Bible. 
It's so many things that was exhaustively studied out in the Bible. So as when, when the Lord was calling me, it hit me. Dude, who was you doing all that study for? Just, just because? And then I would play it off like I'm going to play pro ball for a couple years. Then I'm going to go to like seminary just to learn more about the Bible. Lie. I was going because I knew I had to call it, but I didn't want to commit to it. Because if I commit to it, then people are like, so dude, what you doing with your calling? But if I don't say nothing about it, I can sneak up the ranks <laughs> and maybe won't nobody know until boom, what? What, I'm rolling in ministry. See, I didn't want to commit. What if I believed? What difference does it make? Right? Just like when the Lord told us in, in, in one year, uh, we would be in Charlotte, North Carolina, never been to Charlotte in our life. Ask my wife, you walk around our house, if you opened up a closet or a drawer, there was nothing in them. I had packed all that stuff. The only thing that was left to move was the furniture. And when I remember when I packed stuff, she said, you serious, ain't you? I said, well, God said, at the end of the year, we'll be in Charlotte. I said, if I believe it, I remember this, the day God told me, I was writing a vision for our house. I said, well, babe, if that's true, we got to act on it. So that's when I start packing stuff. If it's true, if I believe it. So, okay, all right, good, good. But, but that's not why I'm emphasizing that point. This is why. 2 Timothy 2.15. It says, study to show thyself, what's that word? Approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, why is that so important? See, because if I believe, I'm preparing for it. I'm studying for it. See, see, God is, I'm improved on the God because God has said this, and I'm, and I'm operating in what God has said ahead of time. See, I'm not, a, a leader doesn't, a leader is ready when his time comes. He doesn't get ready when his time comes. If you're getting ready when your time comes, you behind. A leader is ready. When his time comes, he's like, I, I was ready. i tell you this faith story. Uh, it was uh, Jerry Savelle. He had just learned faith from Kenneth Copeland. He's, he's the, uh, the Copeland used to stay at his, his wife's parents' house because back in the day, it wasn't hotels. They would stay at the family's house. So, uh, so, so. You know, Jerry Savelle wasn't going to church. He was just fixing cars. So finally he started going to church. He started hearing about faith, the word on faith. So now he, he, he's believing this stuff about faith. All right, so he goes into a service, and he's sitting up front, and he hears a scream. Ah! A scream, holler. So he looks back, and it's the nurse from the nursery, or, or the, the worker from the nursery, has his daughter in her hands, and blood is, is gushing out of the daughter's fingers. So even though it's his daughter, he's on this faith thing and he's sitting before this man of God that he looks up as, as a just, just, just left the presence of God. He kind of was stuck. He was like, he, he was thinking to react, but inside he said, I want to see what the man of God is going to do. Because like, he's like, okay, I don't heard all this faith. I know I need to learn to operate in faith, but this is the man of God. This, is, this fits right into what we're about to talk about in a minute. And let me see what he's going to do. So Kenneth Copeland comes off the, the platform. He, he ain't sprint. He didn't panic. Oh, my, oh, blood. No. Praise for the daughter. The blood stopped. 
the blood just stopped. So he, he looked over, he said, Jerry, now the, the blood doesn't stop, but that's an open wound. So you're gonna have to take your daughter to the doctor. So they found the fingers. Go to the doctor, when they, they get to the hospital and the doctor says, we can't sew these back on. Your daughter gonna have nubs for the rest of her life. So now he had been learning faith. So he said, sir, you do what you have to do, we're gonna do what we have to do. Basically he's saying we believe God. Come back for another appointment, the daughter's fingers had grew a little bit. And the doctor says, now this is, this is, this is a miracle. Now when I say a little bit, eighth of an inch, still a nub. He says, he says, now this is a miracle, but this is probably the most that would ever happen. He said, you do what you have to do, we're gonna do what we have to do. They kept believing God. So now he, he, he's hot on this faith thing, so they heard a man of God, Kenneth E. Hagan, was, was in a, the neighboring town, maybe Texas or whatever. And, you know, they know he was, he was big on healing. So they really wanted to go. But they had no transportation. So he comes home, he tells the family, he said, hey, we're going to see Kenneth Hagan uh, tonight. I need all you guys to get dressed. So they got dressed. They sat in the living room. And they just sat in the living room. Remember, they had no transportation. The phone rings, old lady calls up, says, Jerry, how are you? I know this might sound strange, uh, but Kenneth Hagen is in town, and it's, it's late at night, I don't wanna drive. Would you, you and your family mind just driving me out there? He says, we'll be right over, we're ready. He was already ready to go. He didn't have to get ready, he was already ready. So they, they drive out, uh, bring the daughter up, Kenneth Hagen prays for the daughter's fingers again. Prays for the daughter's fingers again, Make a long story short, they go to the hospital, the daughter's fingers grew back. In Texas, is a documented miracle of the daughter's fingers growing back. There's a line where her fingers used to be. And he says every time he sees that line, he knows how powerful a real God is. So it's not just when you believe in something, are you preparing yourself for what you believe? Studying to show yourself approved. Putting yourself in a position when your time comes, you're ready. Not trying to wait till your time comes to get ready, right? See, it's, see, the thing is, study to show yourself approved unto God. God is the one that approves you. The dangerous thing is a lot of us are approving ourselves. Self, like, like, like I, I use me. Like when I really wasn't listening to people, I just approved myself. I was just like, the information I got and the thought that I think, the thoughts that I think, that's enough. And the interesting thing is, Maybe because I talked too much or I was a very aggressive talker or I might, back in the day, I might cuss you out. Maybe people didn't know what to say to me. But somebody should have just said, okay, Keith, let me just ask you a question. Okay, I see, can't nobody say nothing to you. You know, you pretty much know everything. Are you looking at the results you're getting by all the stuff you know? Or, 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 or is your knowing just predicated on you knowing it, but you're not right trying to get nothing out of, out of the deal? How are you rejecting people that's accomplished things, you have accomplished nothing, but you know everything. Something's wrong with that. All right, anyway, so anyway, so, so we gotta watch approving ourselves. Uh, uh, I believe this is the Amplified verse. It says, study and do your best to present yourself to God approved, a workman tested by trial, who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of God, right? Even Jesus was approved by God. 
And a guy showed up in Matthew 3. Uh, this is my son, who I'm well pleased. God did it twice. He endorsed him twice. Even Jesus was approved. He just didn't go out there doing his own thing. If anybody should have been going out there doing their own thing, it should have been Jesus. Jesus was sweet. Some of us ain't close to sweet. But we go out there like, like we don't need no help, man. <laughs> I need help. Because all the stuff that I've learned, all the stuff I'm learning, I still need help. I'm still learning. All right? and, and, and listen, I, I, I know there's, there's millions of people more disciplined than me, but there's a whole lot of people that ain't listening that ain't even close to the discipline. And if I need help, you need help too. Okay. <laughs> all right, so Acts 2, we was over in Acts 2. Let's go back to Acts 2. Uh, Acts 2.22, it says, Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Acts 2.22. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Now, this is so deep about this scripture. It says he's approved of God, but it showed how he was approved. It didn't say he was approved because, yeah, God approves you. It said God, he was approved. God used him for signs, wonders, and miracles. See, God is doing the, the miracles through the vessel. But he's endorsing the vessel by doing the signs, wonders, and miracles. You see what I'm saying? Like, 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 so, so you got to be looking for that. Like even when people are speaking into your life, man, listen, listen, I'm, a, I'm telling you because I've studied it out. Man, forget all the prophetic generalizations, all right? Like, hey. God's really going to do something in your life, son. I hope so. <laughs> he fearfully and wonderfully made you. So I would hope he would do something in your life. Listen, man, that, 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 that ain't prophetic. That's obvious. Or, you know, somebody knows you and they're around you and, you know, look like you about to get a blessing. Man, you about to be blessed. No kidding. Thank you for stating the obvious. But somebody rolls up on you and tells you something they don't know nothing about your life. They were approved of God. Because they didn't know. You ain't just between you and God. They ain't know. Right? So, so, so listen, I'm just telling y'all, I know that's for gifting and calling class, but I slipped that in. You know, hey, all of the generalizations, anybody can do that. We can do that all day. We just throw out generalizations all day. Nah, but I'm only telling you because when you hear something and you know only you and God knew it, that was God. And God was saying you could trust that person. That person was sent. Right? So don't just, don't, don't just, be, don't, don't just get all hyped up, right? I just thought I slipped that in there while we was talking, right? Because he said he was approved with the signs and wonders. You know, see, God's confirmation is demonstration, not generalizations. Generalizations. It's demonstration. First Corinthians 2. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. So a man that's sent by God, God shows you he sent them. Remember, remember uh, uh, Moses rolled up on Pharaoh, right? Y'all remember? God just kept showing, listen, man, y'all can keep talking trash to Moses all you want. But what is he doing? All types of plagues and miracles. I mean, he opened the sea for that guy. Now, that's a man sent by God. Uh, 
we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Jesus we know. He's approved by God. They do be in the spirit realm. See, the demons is talking, man. They're like, listen, this dude is always coming up in the spirit realm, shaking stuff up, man. We know when Jesus is around. Paul, we know. He always shaking stuff up in the spirit realm. Right? He ain't just talking trash. Who are you? The demons jumped all on them. Because they weren't approved by God. They approved themselves. Ooh, all right, first Corinthians two. I should have did first Corinthians one first, but we'll we'll hit that later. Uh so first, first Corinthians two. Now this is after God was saying how he selects folk, right? Um, which we'll get into a little bit a little bit later, either today or next week. Um it says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ him crucified. Well, that's humility right there. Right? Right? That's humility, right? Like, he's like, listen, man, I, listen, as much as about to come out my mouth, I'm not claiming that I'm sweet. Then he said, look, and my speech and my preaching was not with what? Enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, those ticing words of man's wisdom is those generalizations. Is your horoscope prophecies. Yeah, I said the horoscope prophecies. Horoscope. Uh, right? So you go in there and read, and be like, oh, Something, something serious is going to happen to you. It's like fortune cookie prophecy. Come on, man. Stop. This is generalization. Like, stop. I, call, I read every morning to make. First of all, the Bible says, cast on all imaginations and every high thing, exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity of beings of Christ Jesus. So, what that means is God gave you an imagination, and some things can be put on the canvas of your imagination. And if it stays on there long enough, you'll live it out. So when it tells you to cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, those words, it says take no thought sane. When it says those things, it's saying that what you think long enough and what you speak out will manifest in your life, right? So if you start, if you can, you can look at a prophecy, if you attach your faith to it, it didn't come to pass because the, 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 the uh, horoscope is true. It came to pass because you manifested it. I was about to get into how you be getting into these crazy relationships, but just just weave that into it. Then, you know, you, you'll figure it out, <laughs> right? It's just, you know, you just think on things not long enough, you put yourself in some crazy situations, right? All right, so, so, so again, it's not about enticing words, but it's a demonstration of power, right? So, so Philippians 2 talks about, let this mind be in you is also in Christ Jesus. He didn't think it was robbery to be equal with God, meaning I've, I've, I'm, 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 I'm extended from God. He says, but it says that he was obedient unto death, all in, unto death, meaning I'm totally decreased. As much as I showed up as the Messiah, I'm, I'm getting myself out the way. I'm dying to myself, and I'm the Messiah. So what do you think we need to be doing? 
deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him, right? Right? Yeah, I know the scripture, right? <laughs> right? Little, 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 little master life in there. We'll weave it in there. We'll mix it in, right? Right? So that's what we need to be doing. But the thing is, when if you're offended, is, is somebody got offended today? Yeah, yeah, you, you, you didn't die to self. Because if, if you didn't get offended, you just let self get crucified so God can resurrect you. And we said promotion is resurrection from God, right? Oh, right. so every time you're saving face, every time you're making sure nobody thinks, knows this happened to you or you don't look bad, all you're doing is saving yourself. But the Bible says the person that saved his, trying to save his life is going to lose it. The person that's willing to lose his life will save it. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's not about saving your natural life. It's releasing the spirit life. And the only way you release the spirit life is you got to go through brokenness. First Corinthians, First uh, uh, John two, twenty four. Set the corner, we fall to the ground and die. Can't bring forth fruit. So, so you, that shell has to be broken. That outer man has to be broken. So let it be humiliated. The Bible says Jesus took on all those things. He allowed himself. It, it said he took on. The scripture says humiliation. He embraced humiliation. That's why he was exalted with all power. See, see, to be a solid leader, you got to get yourself out the way. Amen. See, because remember, a solid leader is leaving from, the, leaving from the heart. But all these other things on the surface is getting in the way. And so people don't follow your head. They follow your heart. So God wants you to attach that heart to God, right? All right, so what, 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 what was I reading now? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know. Oh, Philippians 2, yeah. Well, I kind of read through it without going to it, right? <laughs> so Philippians 2, 5 through 8. <laughs> it's 5 through, we all have to, I just gave you the scripture, but I already read through it. See, see, he was all in, obedient unto death before he even saw all power. He was all in before he saw all power. So if you want all promotion, all elevation, all of your dreams, are you going to be all obedient? See, we want all of God's blessings, but are we being all obedient? I'm, I'm talking about that stuff you're doing privately, too. They ain't all obedient. And so we go, I don't understand what the delay is. Us. God told me to tell you, it's us. We the delay. Why is this happening to me? Man, listen, listen. Let's respect, respect. Just, you know, I don't know what's going on right now, but I told God I would yield, so I'm yielding. Listen, stop complaining. It's us. Like, it ain't them. Can't nobody stop you. I'm telling you this. No one can stop you. No one can stop your promotion. No one can stop your dreams. No one can stop you. You can only stop you. I don't care what attack, what sabotage. How much they played you, how much they forgot about you, how many people are talking about you, how many people think you're weak, whatever, you can't be stopped. Jo Joseph proved that. David done proved it. You can't be stopped. How you handle it. Because it's trying to get you caught up so you get stuck in time. Remember that message, right? Yeah, it's trying to steal your promotion. All that stuff is trying to steal stuff for you. Yeah, because, he, you know, remember, uh, in, uh, what is it, uh, the Passion of the Christ? Remember the dude, uh, the adversary walking in the background? 
Yeah, you kind of just sleep in the background, whispering stuff. How many of you get, how many of you sometimes got offended you at the job, people whispering? First of all, you really don't even know what they're saying. But you have so, so much low self-esteem in yourself, I know they're talking about me. I know, I can't believe they, you know, that's okay, that's okay. With, with, and then let's say if they smile and they look at you. Oh, no, that, that done blew it now. We like, see, they over there laughing at me, man. Suppose they're going, like, like, like we came in here today. Uh, or, or the other day, I was sitting with, with Cameron, I was up there, and we was actually looking at pictures of people from the church. So every time we saw somebody, we t- I turned around and I point, and we smile. She would turn around and go, <laughs> right? But we weren't saying nothing negative. Let me ask you something. Why does it have to be something negative? Why can't you be so great, and you're impacting so many people's lives, that every time somebody talk about, oh, that's the person right there, Lewis. Yeah, he's the one. He's the one that told me. Ever since he told me that, man, I, I just ain't been the same. Oh, my God. Trina, I'm so glad she rolled up on me on a Wednesday night. Right? So why can't it be that? Why does it have to be? Oh, Trina. We don't want to talk about Trina, do we? Why does it have to be that? And guess what? Let's say it is that. So your promotion comes from them? Or what they think determines if you're going to be fulfilled at the crib? Listen, if I went by what everybody said, in the world, sometimes in church, I'm in trouble. I can't pastor. Because I'm not doing what everybody tells me to do. I'm doing what God tells me to do, and everybody don't like it. I mean, there's people here right now uh, in, in stages of their growth. They're like, man, this, this fool crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say this because somebody said the other day. I, I, hopefully, they don't mind me saying it. It, it, it was about me, so. It was about me. And he's like, man, I thought you was a lunatic. <laughs> right? No, it wasn't. It's not negative. It's just, you know, it was kind of like a comment like, what you thinking about? You, you know what I'm saying? But I can't. The difference between that person and everybody else, they ask me questions. Some, some people will stay at, carry that, talk about it over and over and over. Right? Have a little side conversation. Uh, Pastor Mel, Pastor Keith, they're a bunch of idiots. I don't even know why they do it. And then, then Lord Jesus, why, why he let her do that? And then who does he think he is? You know, like, like but guess what? Look, look, Tanya's like, where they at? <laughs> right? So you see over there, you see her face, she's like, who, who was it, Pastor? <laughs> right, but, but this is the point. The point is, Listen, I, I'm, I'm transparent to share this stuff with you. Not that it's a like I'm, I'm good, and and everybody doesn't have an ill will. Sometimes it looks crazy because unorthodox stuff look crazy or difference looks crazy. And every statement you can't attach your emotion to every statement. So if somebody says, "What the? Is he okay?" If you are close to me, you'd be like, "Man, who they think they're talking about?" But if you really understood, they're just like. That don't seem right, but then a person, some people talk to me and they go, oh, I never even, I never even looked at it from that angle. Or some people have said some things and it was reflex and then as they grew, they was like, you know what, man, I was tripping. But that's what you too. Some people are saying stuff, they just tripping or they never seen it that way or they don't understand. But you can't get offended every time you hear something negative. 
right? Not around this transparent environment. See, the thing is, as leaders, sometimes we're we're trying to stay, we're, we're spending too much time trying to save face. We're war, we're 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 more worried about what man may think versus what God wants to approve. See, so so we'll spend all our time. We'll put a lot of energy in making sure man thinks the right thing when our energy should be, does God think the right thing? God is the one that approves you for promotion, not man. So you can jockey for position or you can, or you can, uh, oh, okay, so, so I'll just pick somebody. So Tiandre just got signed to a, a multi-million dollar deal, right? So Tiandre just signed this multi-million dollar contract, right? And so he signed the multi-million dollar contract. So now, how many people was talking to Tiandre before he signed the multi-million dollar contract? I was. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, you might want to get your pad out, write down names. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, you might not want to say that statement around me. It might have me give you another understanding of it. But, <laughs> but what was we at, Tiandre? You see how people just say, see, see, <laughs> you see everybody trying to get in your groove? So he signed a multi-million dollar contract, right? And I, and I think I said, how many people was talking to him? Don't, don't, don't tell me again. All right, we know with some people, okay? All right, so was talking to him before that, okay? But how many people going to be all up on him like they've been talking about talking to him the whole time? Look, look, positioning themselves, not allowing to, the, the, the relationship to evolve, not waiting until they run across DeAndre. No, they, they, all of a sudden, everybody just happened to be there. People showing up for stuff they never showed up for when DeAndre was in high school. But everybody, listen, everybody showing up, everybody. <laughs> right? So the thing is, like, but the thing is, you got to, like, allow, this, this is the thing. Leadership, promotions, dreams, it comes through resurrection. Allow it to happen. Like, like we, why well, can't wait? Oh, what was that? Was that you? In the, uh, in the, uh, the Unbreakable uh, video? That was you, right? Uh -huh. what, was she sitting up here or something? <laughs> well, I can't wait. Like, it's just, it's, you, just, you just take off. Just allow it, <laughs> allow it to, it's going to happen. Just allow it to evolve. You know what the delay is? You. See, that's what it is. It's like, and, and, and so, so I'll use this. I'll tell you this. I, I know. I, I was paying attention, and I know I'm probably past that time. So Marcus will figure it out. <laughs> so for me, all of the, the 18 years I was at the church, way before the 18 years, because I came to Ohio in 92, so I'm 30 years old when I came to Ohio. So I used to say, well, for what God has shown me, I say this to this day, it's worth everything I'm going through. So in other words, if I go through it, then okay, well, I guess this is something else I'm going to need. If I go through something else, this is something else I'm going to need. If I go through something else, oh, I guess this is something else I'm going to need. Because the whole thing is, I, I'm not going to no level in my life temporarily. And you don't want to either. Oh, it's more excruciating to taste it and fall than it is... To, to not taste it at all. <laughs> right? It is. It's more excruciating to taste it in the fall and not taste it at all. So I don't want, listen, I'm not, she'll tell you, 
There's no level that I've had the opportunity to experience that's been temporary. Because I didn't, I didn't put myself there. There's nothing in my life that I've done that I can say, well, because I did this, I'm doing this. God did it all. So that's why I'm not looking, I'm not looking back. I'm not looking to the left, I'm looking to the right. It's God. Stuff happens. And I'll be like, well, we don't be making these stories up. I tell my wife, I said, well, baby, it ain't our church. So God going to have to take care of that. And then I'll go and do the next thing we have to do. Now, the whole time, what I'm going to do, it's like, now, God, you are going to take care of that. <laughs> right? But that, that's the thing. I'm not, I don't have to get antsy. I don't have to get nervous. I don't have to jump the gun. It's God. See, the thing is, and, and, and I'll tell her, uh, before we came to Charlotte, we knew people was moving to Charlotte that I had uh, either mentored or ministered to. They were just going to Charlotte in droves. Not droves, that's exaggeration. We just talked about exaggerating earlier, and I exaggerated. I repent. I had one droves. Uh, some people, uh, people we knew that we was connected with, so then we was like, okay, if we go, these people are already going there. But I said, babe, that don't mean it's, it's North Carolina. That don't mean it's Charlotte. Just because I know people. I said, God's going to have to tell us it's Charlotte. Because I'm not going just because people are going because that's emotional. I said, so, so, so that could be me getting in the way. And I'll tell you this, when you start a church anyway, most of the people that you were close with and familiar with, most of the people I know that start a church, those are the people gone. Because they had a relationship with you outside of you being their pastor. Once you become their pastor, it's a whole other type of relation, especially if they're jockeying for position. Figure they came with you first, so they, 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 they deserve something, they're entitled. Well, they didn't have to deal with entitlement before. You see what I'm saying? So ask my wife. I'm not doing nothing just because it's the momentum look like it's going that way. No, 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 no. It better be God. Even in the church. Be, well, Pastor, I think we should, well, we should do this. I, I appreciate it. It ain't my church. It has to be God. Because then, see, I can go with what, what you're excited about. If it's not God, it's going to be temporary. But God's not going to come to you. The people ain't coming to you. They're coming to us. So we got to go with what God says. That's, the, that's your mark, man. And, and uh, I just want to encourage you. Uh, trust God, man. Don't be worried about what people say. Don't worry about circumstances. You know, now it's hard to trust God if you don't spend time with him. Right? Spend some time with God. Trust God. You know, uh, see, this is the thing. And don't fake levels. So I'm saying that respectfully. What I mean by is, you know how you get to a level and it really ain't the level, but you hype it up like it is, or you pad the stats, or you embellish the story? Let me tell you why you don't do that. The reason why you don't do that is because you, if God has called you to that level, you're going to achieve that level later, right? But since you already faked like you was at the level already, God don't get no glory out of that. God gets the glory when you allow people to see where he's bringing you from each stage of where he's bringing you from. So if you, if you front like you're already at a level, then you get to that level, you be like, man, God's really blessed us at that level. And everybody looking at you like, well, you was already at that level, so you really didn't, what did God really do? But if people look at the actuality of your situation, the humility you've gone through, the failures you've gone through, the missteps you've gone through, when they, when they see the whole thing, that you can interview people, people from day one, people call the church. Now, there was some blessings happening, God, but I wasn't talking about that. I was like, well, you know, we had uh, a couple people lead the church. Uh, one time we had a musician and another person, and that person left, so the other people, 
because for whatever reason, I was about to say the reason. Uh, they left too. This is like eight people. Somebody called me. I was like, well, we had about eight people to just left. That, what I'm saying is I wanted them, I want them to see the whole thing. Well, how many members you got? Because people always ask how many members you got. Like, that's the measure of your success. But cool, I just answer. This, and then I tell them true numbers. Even we were talking to the pastor we were trying to get the church from. He said, what's, what's your, your population? I said, these are the people pretty much that are, 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 are tied into our church. Overall, this is probably what comes to the church, but I can't give you those numbers. These are true numbers. Very few people get true numbers because everybody wants to, their, their significance is in numbers. You see what I'm saying? But, but, but no, when God does, and as God, God's already been doing a lot. As God's continue what he's doing at our church, people are going to see ex- all the stages. The breadcrumbs are pretty obvious. And you'll hear it too. People come, I remember when y'all was here, be like, how'd you know you weren't even here? He told me. We ain't embellishing nothing. We ain't padding no stats. It is what it is. Can you do the same? Now God can resurrect you from there. He can't resurrect you from where you're not. Suppose you embellish where you really are and you calling me up for directions. You're in New Jersey, but you really, 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 really want to be in D.C. So you'd be like, well, you know, well, we're kind of like right outside of D.C. Well, I can't get you where you're going because you haven't been honest about where you're at. Right? Uh, well, I'm going to just tell you what it is, and we'll talk about it next week, all right? And we're going to talk about the chiseled, the chosen, and the chickens. The chiseled, the chosen, and the chickens. See, the chisels are people that are called and made into his image. And then the chosen are obvious. You know, many are called for your chosen. We'll get into that next week. The chickens, those are the people that succumb to hustle, hiding, and hating. We'll talk about them next week, though. All right, that's all for today. 